Welcome back to the Code 1098 True Crime Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This week's case takes us back to Racine County, Wisconsin. During the late summer morning of June 27, 1990, a Racine County farmer finds something odd along the ditch of his field. In the ditch were two large yellow plastic bags. The farmer discovers the plastic bags contain the body of a human being and immediately calls the police. The first arriving officer discovers that in one of the bags there is an upper torso of a human being and in the other bag the lower torso. The head and arms were cut off. The remains were sent to the medical examiner in nearby Milwaukee. The medical examiner determined it was a single victim and had been a young male. His genitals had been removed post-mortem. During this time, DNA testing was not widely available to medical examiners. They usually used dental records and fingerprints for identification, but in this case, they had no hands to get fingerprints from. The police started checking the area, hoping that someone seen something. This area is rural and the houses are spaced pretty far apart. The police went out in a two and a half to three mile radius from where the bags were found. Eventually, they end up coming across a man who claims he has had five dogs go missing over a 10 year period. None of the dogs would typically take off, and none of the dogs were sick or old. The county residents started talking about strange occurrences in the area. A resident claimed that they believed one of their neighbors were having satanic rituals in their barn early in the morning or late at night. News had spread fast about the body being found. This area wasn't used to this level of violence. Rumors started spreading through the area about devil worship. The police hear the rumors but take them with a grain of salt since there had been no evidence to suggest anything other than a gruesome murder, but that changes when the medical examiner finds an odd pattern of stab wounds to the middle of the back of the torso. The sheriff's deputies began going door to door in a five mile radius of the crime scene. One of those deputies was on the side of the road writing notes and a dog came running down the street with a human arm in its jaws. This location was several miles away from where the bags were found. Based on the new discovery, police changed their search area. Cadaver dogs were brought in to help in the search. One of those dogs found several other body parts. After this additional discovery, the community was terrified. Police were questioning whether there was more body parts and how many victims could be involved. Next, a human head is discovered by a man and his son walking down a county road. The medical examiner determines that all the body parts are from the same victim and also discovers a tattoo. A photo of the tattoo was released and police are contacted by a concerned parent. The father identifies the tattoo as his son's. The medical examiner then used dental records to determine the young man was 24-year-old James Michael Madden from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Police quickly learned that James worked for an organization called Citizens for a Better Environment. James, along with others from the organization, were brought down to Racine County and dropped off. Each person had a designated route and area where they were to follow to go door-to-door to sell magazines and solicit donations. Later that evening, James never came back to the van at pickup time. His girlfriend at the time went out to look for him. She couldn't find him. Shortly after, the news broke of the body parts being found in Racine County. James lived just outside of Milwaukee in Whitefish Bay. Police learned that there was a home that's not far from where James lived, and in that home, there's a set of dioramas. 
Inside the diorama, there were walls and rooms and furniture and people, but the people were all dismembered and or disfigured in some way or another. At this point, police wanted to see it for themselves. They looked into the creator of the diorama and determined it wasn't possible he was involved. The creator was just an artist working on a project. As the medical examiner continued to further autopsy the victim, he discovers a defensive wound to the palm of the left hand. An x-ray of the skull revealed a bullet and they determined it was his cause of death. The right hand appeared as if someone tried to burn off the fingerprints. In addition to the severed head and limbs, they discovered that the victim was also missing his genitalia, his heart, liver, brain, adrenal gland, and right kidney. His blood had been drained, and they ended up determining that the victim likely had been bound by his feet and wrists. Not having much else to go on, police went back to going door-to-door -door and tracking the route the victim would have taken between the houses when he was selling magazines. They were able to determine which house he visited last. That homeowner denied ever seeing the victim or anyone else selling magazines in the area. The police felt the man acted suspicious and began looking into him. With the help of a citizen, police identified the bags used to dispose of the body parts. The bags were exclusively used for charities and fundraisers. They were able to determine that the bags had been sold to the homeowner's wife through a fundraiser. This gave police what they needed for a search warrant. When police had arrived at the property, the homeowner's child was in the backyard flying a kite that was made out of yellow plastic bags. A search of the basement revealed a mass collection of homosexual porn. Upon further search of the home, a large stash of snuff porn films was also found. Police found a hoist inside of a garage on the property and what was possibly bloodstains on the ground. They also found an at-home aluminum tanning booth in another area of the basement. Inside the tanning booth above the door was written, J. Madden. A neighbor eventually comes forward and says that the homeowner told him that he killed the victim, that he had shot him in the head. The homeowner was Joaquin Dressler. Based on the physical evidence from the body and the collection of snuff porn, the medical examiner testified that James was mutilated and murdered for sexual gratification. Joaquin Dressler was tried and convicted of first-degree intentional homicide. He was sentenced to life in prison. Before the trial ended, the defense tried to introduce evidence that the victim could have been killed by Jeffrey Dahmer since the discovery of his crimes happened around the same time. The judge ruled that the cases were unrelated and no evidence was offered that would prove they were. Something I found particularly interesting is that this case involved the neighbors talking about satanic cults and animal sacrifices. People in the area had told police about the hooded people walking through the woods at night and a dog being sacrificed in a barn. The medical examiner even testified that the police identified a general amount of satanic rituals in the area. This isn't the first case in Racine County where satanic cults were brought up in a missing persons case. You have to be careful listening to small town gossip, however sometimes that also can be a great source with a wealth of information. What was going on in Racine County? Sounds like quite a few people were involved. Is it still around today? If so, to what extent? How big is the following? Thank you for listening to Code 1098. Head over to my Patreon page to join the discussion about this case and others. Until next week.